Welcome to a special Melbourne Cup preview edition of Should Have Backed It. There are plenty of questions heading into the 2021 Melbourne Cup, which is poised to be run at a cracking pace. Will incentivise be the shortest priced winner of the race since Farlap? Can Twilight Payment replicate last year's stirring win, or will another international raider, Spanish Mission, be too strong for the locals? To answer all these questions and more, and give you his top picks for the race, I'm joined by Australia's number one form analyst, Chris Venuccio. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the 2021 Melbourne Cup, Big V. Hi, Phil. Yes, good to be back for the Melbourne Cup preview. Yeah, just ask me whatever questions you've got and I'll see how I can answer them. Well, mate, the, the, the number one thing we want to know is who's going to win? Well, I think Incentivise will win. I think you'll win quite well. I should say I'm also interested to get your thoughts as well on the Melbourne Cup, not just not just say my own. But Incentivise, I think he's got to be a short... Well, it's, he's easing out in the market at the moment. He's touching 280 now, so he could get... Three dollars plus, and shouldn't really be a surprise because it's a twenty-four horse field, and you know it's going to be money going elsewhere to other to other horses. So it's no surprise at all that his price is easing because I think it's just market pressure is causing that. But I think he's going to be a, a really. I think we're going to see a dominant performance from him again. I know you're a discerning punter, Big V, so what kind of price would you want to see before you'd consider backing him, though? I mean, earlier in the week, you were looking down the barrel of $2.30, which is just way too short for a Melbourne Cup. I think you want to see something at least $3 plus, but I've always had it in my mind that I was going to put him one out in a trifecta and, and try and pick a few other horses to run second and third because you're going to get a big pool and you, know, you might win more money that way. But then again, there's a few horses that, you know, that do make me a little bit wary of that if I leave them out, you know, that they're going to run a bolter and finish second or third, but you can't put them all in. I mean, this is a race where there's a really, really long tail. There's a, a lot of horse, a lot of horses with ordinary form here, but I still think in the, you know, in the top nine, ten, maybe, you know, there's uh, there's enough horses there that can run or good enough to run second or third. Well, for what it's worth, Big V, I'm I'm right with you there with incentivise. I think it's absolutely stands out in this field. There's a couple around, as you say, there could be a bolter come out of nowhere as well. You, you never know in a Melbourne Cup, and there's some unexposed form, I suppose, as well that you have to consider. But look, the only little queries, I suppose, is that he's never been to 3200, but looks like it'll eat up the ground based on its previous runs. Um, 57 kilos, I mean, it's not a lightweight, and we certainly have seen in the last few years that having a lighter weight in the Cup's been beneficial. But I, as you say, I think that long tail negates that sort of a little bit. And I guess just from a betting perspective, the unders, uh, how much do you want to go into a horse at, in a Melbourne Cup that's not going to be paying sort of $3 or better? So they're my little concerns, Big V. Is there anything there that's um, particularly striking? Well, I think it just comes down to who runs the placings behind Oh, level of confidence. We've just, okay, we know who's going to win. Let's just worry about second, third and fourth now, are we? No, I think so. I think just think what we saw in the Crawfield Cup is going to be, if, if, if all is well, I think he, he wins and he wins well. But obviously, you know, they're horses. You know, they can pull up lame and sore and, you know, you know have all sorts of issues on the day and, you know, bad luck and, 
And also the other factor you've got to think of is are there going to be jockeys that are going to ride, you know, they, they're going to ride against the horse, not ride the race. And we saw a bit of that in the Caulfield Cup, you know, trying to keep incentivised wide and that type of thing. So are they going to, are there going to be tactics employed as well that try to bring the favourite undone? So there are other factors as well. But I think all in all, on talent-wise, yeah, I've got him as a clear top pick. All right, Big V. Well, we've got him on top. Uh, and I know that you do the, the full 1-24 to 24 analysis of horses, placing them all in order, which sounds like an absolutely impossible task, Big V. So um, if you want to check that out, head to the Herald Sun online portal. Is that right, Big V? Yeah, just head to heraldsun.com.au and you'll be able to find the first-to-last prediction that I've done. Now, Big V, in that first to last prediction, you are who have you put down for second, third, and fourth? I think we want a top four out of you. So, obviously, incentivize number one, but we want to make a first four. I'm keeping Spanish Mission on site, but even though these internationals are at the top end of the weights, sometimes have a poor record in the Melbourne Cup, but I, I think we don't have that interna- international depth this year and I still think while he ran second to Stradivarius and Stradivarius is well past his best I still think that's a high level of form that we've got coming here then I've got Grand Promenade for third dominant win in the Bart Cummings his stable mate Passan won the race last year and then ran fifth in the Melbourne Cup and he's had that similar campaign where he hasn't really had a spell he's just been in work the whole time since, I think, around April. And then I got very elegant for fourth. And while some might argue that she doesn't run out to 32, I thought her seventh last year was pretty good when she was settled about 19th in the field. And she did come off a really tough Caulfield Cup win, whereas this year she's, she's followed a similar campaign to Fiorente did in 2013 where she's gone 14, 16, Turnbull Stakes, Cox Plate, now into a Melbourne Cup. So I just think she's had a, a an easier preparation into the Cup this year, and I think she can run well, and hopefully she doesn't have you know, a tough run like she did in last year's Cup. Well, thanks, Big V, and those uh, first four punters will be happy to hear. Incentivised, Spanish Mission, Grand Promenade, and Very Elegant. Now, Big I V, want we... To get your thoughts. Sorry, Joe, I want to get your thoughts on Spanish Mission because off air, you think, <laughs> that you think he's a bit overrated, that you don't give him much of a chance? Well, I don't think the horse itself is overrated. I just think some of these horses that come over with the type of form that Spanish Mission has had have often been flops going into a Melbourne Cup up there in the weight. So we've obviously seen the Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds come over and perform really well, but... Spanish Mission, you know, high weight. I think it's going to be a dry track, fast pace, 24 horses in the field. I can just see it being a flop, Big V. Now, I might turn around on, on Tuesday at 3.05 and have egg in my face, but I'm happy to leave Spanish Mission out of my top four. I don't have Grand Promenade or Very Elegant in my top four either, and they're both horses I like and certainly ones that will be roving around in my, in my exotics. But I've gone incentivize on top as well, Big V. I've got Twilight Payment in at second. I do think the weight worries me, 58 and a half. We haven't seen a winner at that weight since Maccabi Diva and really uh, not too many up in the top of the weights have, have gone too well over the last sort of decade or so. But its win last year was so good. Again, the depth, lack of depth in this field, I think it's the class um, that can take on incentivize and really set its own pace. I've also thrown in Delphi for third and Persan for fourth. I think you can forget Delphi's run in the uh, Caulfield Cup. Before that, 
dominant win. And also, uh, you know, it started favourite. It was well supported in the Caulfield Cup. So I think back on a dry deck, over 32, uh, I definitely have that in my trifecta. And Persan, for the, some of the reasons you mentioned, mate, you know, it's, it's, we know it can run 3,200. I think it's had a better prep this time in. And I know arguably, of course, it won a lot more last time, but it had a long, sustained preparation through the winter. This time, a lot more strategic we know it can run the 32, and I think it's a, a really good chance to get in that top four. So for me, one, cent incentivized, two, Twilight Payment, three, Delphi, and four, Persan. Yeah, I agree with you about uh, Persan and Twilight Payment as well. I know that the history is against Twilight Payment, you know, the weight, and also that no nine-year-old has won the Melbourne Cup. But I think you still got to give him some respect. And he's coming into this race in just in in as good enough form as he was last year. I think he's rediscovered his form at the right time. Uh, I think the tricky thing is we do gravitate to the, the horses at the top of the weights because they're, they're the class runners. That's yeah. why they're the top of the weights. But in the Melbourne Cup, they don't perform up to that. It's always these lighter weights that come out and do well. And I think it's just the, just the conditions of the race. But... Do we have that depth this year? Is this a year where these top weights can do well? And I don't, if they don't do well this year, then I just can't see going forward how they're ever going to run well in a Melbourne Cup if we do get the internationals coming back again. So, yeah, I mean, we'll just see how you know, the Twilight Payments and the Very Elegance and Incentivizers go this year. Passan loved his run in the Caulfield Cup. He was on speed. It was a tough effort. It looked like he's ready to get back up to the 3,200 metres. And some other horses that I think are worth mentioning, you know, Traley Rose, Lightweight. She looked like in that Geelong Cup win that she also was looking for a bit more ground. And forget about her run in the Adelaide Cup, which was her first attempt at 3,200. She was at the end of her campaign there, and I just think we didn't see the best of her. The two that, you know, worry me a little bit, whether they might be able to sneak into the... Top three, top four are Floating Artist and Sir Lucan. Now, Floating Artist was just really unlucky in the Mooney Valley Gold Cup. Should have won that by panels. You know, just is he ready this year? And also Sir Lucan, you know, the stable or the camp are talking him down, but Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds really do have a good record in the race the last four years. And, you know, is he going to slip under the guard? Because, you know, Gay Waterhouse, you know, he's always, you know, always talks up her horses and says every horse can win, but, you know, she's come out and said he's a preparation away. So, you know, they're the two that, you know, I'm just worried about leaving out. Yeah, I think the bottom four at the 50 kilos have all got a, an argument to sort of run a top five, you know, cheeky race, don't they? And I, I do agree, Sir Luke, and that's the question mark for me. As you say, it meets the profile of a number of uh, winners over the last three or four years or five years or so. And, yeah, despite what the stable's saying, despite what the jockey said, I was listening to Glenn Boss talking about it being a little bit green and not quite ready. The one difference, I think, with Sir Lucan as well is that it doesn't quite bring the form into the race that a couple of these other Northern Hemisphere three-year-olds have in the past. So that's a little bit of a cross. But I think you have to throw it in your exotics because it's the kind of horse, it fits the profile that, that might, you know, do something a little bit special in a race like this, which is lacking that depth down in the weights. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. And, 
I think um, the horses that we've mentioned, I think they're the ones that, you know, you're, you're looking for your top three and top fours. I, I just think, you know, the rest, it's got to be very tough for them. I just think there's a few horses that shouldn't be running in this race, but obviously because we don't have those internationals, you know, we've, got, we've still got to fill 24 spots. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, Big V. Appreciate you taking us through your top four for the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, it's looking like it's going to be a very hot, dry day. So um, a great one for the Victorians to get out after a pretty harsh lockdown over the last few months. And, yeah, hopefully it'll be a cracking day, a lot of barbecues. But before we go, mate, um, one thing I'm interested in tomorrow is whether we'll see the kind of epic plunges that we did on Derby Day in, in the racing, particularly on the Melbourne Cup. But, gee, we saw some big crunches in the market um, for, for a number of the winners as well. The punters were right on. What was your highlight of the day, mate? And what did you make of all this betting fluctuation? No, I don't think I had any highlights from Superstorm, days. surely, mate. Real, the Cantala. It was a real stinker. I guess oh, one of those bet. days where I went left when I should have gone right. Yeah, it was incredible the amount of plunges that were pulled off, like Hitotsu, you know, even Home Affairs in the Coolmore, uh, I think Minaj in the last race. It was just unbelievable. And the horses that I were on where that were heavily backed ran nowhere. The Extreme Warrior really did hurt me. Apache Chase was well backed. Just couldn't hold on for third to get third. It was just a forgettable day for me. I just I uh, just want to forget Derby Day, move on and oh, I'd be a cup win. I thought you'd be all over Superstorm's win. That 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 little nose that that nudged out Ice Bath uh, made, went, made my day go from a, a small win. That would have been a huge win if Ice Bath had got up. But I was happy because I thought, oh, at least Big V will be on Superstorm. And now I, you're telling me you weren't. <laughs> I was on for the punters club because I had a bonus bet. But by then I just lost all my money and I thought oh, I, have to, I have to pull the plug somewhere. And, and in the run, I thought the Superstorm's got no chance. It would look like it was battling and just came well, it was a great day of racing regardless, Big V, and um, a nice win from a, a Victorian horse up there in the Golden Eagle as well just to top it off. But thanks, Big V. It's been a, another great show. Um, we'll come back for our last edition of the spring for the Shooter Backed It podcast after Stakes Day. But to all the punters out there, have a great Melbourne Cup. Follow Big V in. Despite what he's saying there, he will strike back into form, no problem at all. So uh, thanks for listening and uh, good luck on the punt.